It's time for the Sleep Tight Saturday Morning Ticket with Chris Dewar on WTAD. It's 30 minutes of scores, coaches' interviews, and a look at the weekend sports schedule. And now, here's Chris. Tip top of the morning, everybody, and welcome to the Sleep Tight Saturday Morning Ticket for Saturday, October the 12th. Burr, as if on cue the weather has turned, but axiomatically, as is always the case, once it starts getting cold, the local sports action starts getting hotter, and we've had ourselves quite a week, massively fun Quincy High Q&D soccer matchup this week. We had a great showdown up at Macomb between Quincy Notre Dame and Macomb Volleyball. We had the advent of postseason golf, both on the boys' and the girls' side this week, as the march to state began in earnest and very successfully on a lot of different fronts. In fact, we're going to talk about that very topic with Brian Hendrian, the head coach of the Q&D Boys Golf Program, in just a bit. His team on the verge on Monday of heading to the Macomb Country Club for what they're calling the sectional of death. I kid you not, they have loaded it up with about four teams that would win every other sectional in the state a couple of really good teams are going to be on the outside looking in and we'll talk to brian about what it's going to take for his raiders to get through on a on a course that plays a little uniquely up in macomb so certainly excited to pick his brain and obviously we'll talk some alex mccullough who has been absolutely brilliant to start the postseason as well we're also going to talk obviously some football as well we had a big night last night the biggest matchup of of all last night took place in the flower city of palmyra a battle of state-ranked teams, both last night coming in with 5-1 and one records, Clark County and Palmyra. We're going to talk with Ethan Allen, the head coach of the Indians, as his Clark County Indians knocked off Palmyra last night in a heck of a game, 38-24. I was not expecting that kind of track meet, but it turned out to be a good one. And that's where we'll start our sojourn into last night's scores tonight. Again, that final, Clark County winning by 14 last night. Caleb Lapsley leading the way to some degree, although it was a pretty balanced effort all across the board for the Clark County offense. Lapsley had 120 rushing yards, including a 44-yard touchdown. Spencer Gregory stepped up big as well. He had 93 yards rushing. He also had a 75-yard touchdown reception as well as the Indians improved to 6-1 on the season. And right now, Clark County is in controlling interest of hosting that district. But again, big game still ahead with Monroe City, obviously, next week in Cahoka. We'll talk about that as well. By the way, I need to mention in a losing cause last night, Quarter Lenbauer was phenomenal at quarterback for the Palmyra Panthers. 17 of 26 passing, 296 and four touchdowns in the loss. Also in the Clarence Cannon Conference last night, Helias, Jefferson City Helias, came to Monroe City as part of that home-and-home uh, -home contract that was signed last year. Helias avenges a loss at the buzzer from last year by beating up on Monroe City pretty good last night in the second half. 49-24 year final in a losing cause. Keenan Batzel had 44 carries and 220 yards for the Panthers. Antoine Battle also had 87 rushing yards and a pair of touchdowns for Monroe City as well. Centralia stays undefeated last night by beating the South Shelby Cardinals 20 to nothing. Uh, the Cardinals were held at just 75 yards of total offense and one rushing yard. Centralia missing some pieces on offense, but that defense picked up the slack. It was Highland picking up its first win of the season last night. I believe Drew Mallett had four passing touchdowns last night, including a 99 and a half yarder to Dylan Schroeder to help the uh, Cougars claim their first victory of the season. 40 to 12 was your final over West Hancock. It was Macon beating Brookfield last night, 36 to 22. Hannibal stays red hot. Four straight win for the Pirates as they improve to 4-0 and in conference play. Damian French, 24 carries, 234 yards, and three touchdowns in the victory. Kind of a weird night for, 
uh, North Shelby, the number sixth-ranked team in eight-man football. They go to Stanbury, end up winning 22-16, to maybe caught looking ahead a little bit. Hey, any victory is a good victory, but next week, North Shelby will host the number one team in the state and presumptive state champion, Pat- uh, Pattonsburg. So we'll see how everything really shakes down for North Shelby next week. That should be a ton of fun. Scotland County stays red hot as well, beating Knox County in a diner last night, 30 to nothing. It was Paris taking down Louisiana, 50 to 28. Adam McLean, huge night for the Coyotes, nine carries, 199 yards, and three long touchdowns. And also, Mark Twain, a winner last night over Clopton Ellsbury, 14 to seven, which are final. In the Gem City, heartbreak at the buzzer for the Quincy High Blue Devils last night. Allman scores and then recovers or uh, it recovers what would have been a Quincy High onside kick attempt. And Allman wins late in this game, 28-21. That despite Adante Kreider's 257 yards of total offense. Uh, the Blue Devils drop to 4-3 and three on the season. They're 3-2 and two in the Western Big Six. Big contest looming with Rock Island and Moline. The Blue Devils trying to make the playoff calculus work, but these are two essentially now must-win games for Quincy High School moving forward. Quincy Notre Dame, no problems last night on the road, taking out McComb, who remains winless. Ike Wiley had two passing touchdowns. Jack Marth had a pick-six interception and a two-yard rushing touchdown in that game as well. Calhoun knocks off West Central last night, 26-7. It was Pittsfield falling to Porta, 23-14. Bushnell West Prairie with a nice win over Peoria. Quest Heights last night, 20-14. Rushville Industry in the game of the night wins over Havana 48-43 to in an absolute shootout between two teams that hadn't scored a ton going in. They scored a ton last night. Rushville Industry now playoff eligible with five wins on the season. Last year they got five wins and didn't get in, so obviously there will be some impetus down the stretch to push that and get that sixth win, which magically qualifies you for the playoffs in Illinois. Illini West with its first road win of the season last night, beating South Fulton 40-16. to Camp Point Central in a dogfight last night with Unity Payson. The Panthers somehow hold on to win this game, 32-28. Brandon Rossmiller, huge for the victors in that game. Three receptions, 129 receiving yards, and two touchdowns for a Panther team that doesn't throw it often. Rossmiller also had 166 on the ground. That undoes a great passing performance by Austin Cornwell of Unity Payson, who was 22 of 34 last night for 288 yards and four touchdowns. Beardstown remains the only unbeaten team for us in Illinois, destroying route last night and winning the WIVC North. 43-14 to 14 was your final. Avery Quigley, just seven carries last night. Three of them went for touchdowns, 164 for him. Brown County keeps pace with its playoff hopes by destroying Triopia last night, 48-6. to six. It was Carrollton all over Pleasant Hill Western, 44-16. to 16. Up in Iowa last night, Washington, a winner over Fort Madison, 36-7. to seven. Keokuk with a huge bounce-back victory, taking out Fairfield, 61 to nothing. Braylon Martinez, 141 on the ground and two touchdowns in that game. And Williamsburg keeps Central Lee winless, 49-7 to seven was your final. Also, a sweep last night in collegiate soccer for Quincy University. The women beat Southwest Baptist 3-2 to two behind a pair of Grace Hilbing goals. And the QU men get two goals from Aubrey Reese and a single goal from Cooper Reese to beat Southwest Baptist Three to nil. All right, that wraps up the scoreboard from last night. When we come back, we're going to talk some golf with Brian Hendrian. This is the Sleep Tight Saturday Morning Ticket on WTAD. Better bed, less money. Sleep Tight, 4535 Broadway in Quincy. Once again, here's Chris Dewar. 
Welcome back, everybody. It is our great pleasure at this particular moment in time to be joined by the head coach of the Quincy Notre Dame Boys uh, Golf Program, Brian Hendrian, in his first year. And I have to imagine to this point, Brian, getting a chance to group uh, to coach this group of young men has been extremely fun and, and definitely rewarding for you. Oh, for sure. Yes, they, uh, they're a great group of kids, both on and off the course. And, uh, you know, we've, we've had a lot of fun and success, and that always makes it a little bit uh, easier to uh, learn the ropes of the position. So you're one win away from state with the sectional coming up on Monday. But here's the deal. There are two teams in Class 2A that have beaten you, U-High and Peoria Notre Dame. They are both in this field, as is Macomb, who's home standing on its home course. Quincy Notre Dame has its work cut out for it to get to state as a team, do you not? Oh, for sure. Yes, it, it's, a, it's a tough sectional, uh, no doubt about it. It's just the way the, the chips fell this year that... Uh, it seems like a, a vast majority of the uh, uh, super competitive 2A teams just happen to be in the central part of the state. Uh, so we're we're kind of all there together. Uh, the, the good news is though that you know we we go out and play a solid round Monday. Uh, you know we weed some of the competitors out for the next round at state. So some of my guys are almost calling it you know the the state before the state kind of deal. So but it, it's going to be going to be a tough test. You you touched on that, and obviously you're coming off a great regional. Again, it's on your home track, but you got a lot of contributions. Had a t- chance to talk to Alex McCullough a little bit yesterday, and he said all season, you know, the goal is to find four scores, and you found four scores, four good ones, especially with a huge step up from Luke Siebers on his birthday. Um, you have to feel like you have some momentum working as a program going into this this big showdown on Monday as well, I would think. Yes, I would agree. Uh, we, we have played better as of late. Uh, you know, we shut our low round of the year uh, the week before regionals at conference, which was also at Westview. Uh, so we're, we're hoping that we can take this momentum with us on the road, um, you know, like we should. You know, our best scores have come at home this year, both in nine-hole matches and 18-hole, whether it was the QHS invite or our conference or a regional. All of our best scores seem to come at Quincy High or at Westview. So we need to uh, – figure out a way to take it on the road, and uh, if, if we do that, uh, there's some special things planned for these boys uh, this week for sure. Ninety percent of your job is psychology at this level, and you've got a bunch of different personalities and disparate personalities. Do you manage everybody just a little bit differently? Because I was kind of watching you, uh, you know, on the course at, at the at the regional, and it seems like your guys, at least as a collective, there's the, the one good thing is nobody seems to get too low. I, is that fair? I think that is fair. Uh, we, we've actually worked hard on that this year. That uh, you know, you're you, you haven't you haven't made a bogey until you miss your par putt kind of deal. So there's no need to get down off a bad tee shot uh, or anything of that nature, and to just try to keep them in it, uh, just because we know it's going to be so close. You know, like we've like you mentioned with uh, you know Peoria Notre Dame and Normal U High, uh, we've been in four different uh, invites with them. And we beat Peoria Notre Dame once by one shot, and then we've lost to them three times, and twice were by three shots, and we lost to them by, I believe, seven on their home course. And then you've got uh, normal U-High that we've played four times, and we've tied them twice, ironically, and then we've beat them once by five, and then they've beat us once by one. So when you're talking four scores over 18 holes, one shot is nothing. So it's it's driving it into these guys that, Every shot counts, and if you have a bad hole, you've got to come right back at it and get it because we're going to be neck and neck with them. And that doesn't even account for Macomb, who's as deep as everybody, as we mentioned, playing on their home course. And I know you beat them pretty good on, on Monday. That's been a fun rivalry this season because there is emerging respect for that Macomb program. 
Oh, for sure. They're they're a great group of boys, and I've got a lot of respect for their coach, uh, Greg Duncan. He's uh, been a good guy and helped me out a little bit uh, on learning the, the ropes a little bit this year, too. So uh, I'd like to see them play well uh, and maybe uh, squeeze out normal UI or Peoria Notre Dame on Monday as well. I think everybody kind of locally is is hoping for that same scenario. Let's talk a little bit about the Macomb Country Club. It, it's not a particularly difficult course, but it does have some unique facets to it that I know that probably Peoria Notre Dame and uh, UI will not have seen until Sunday when they take practice rounds because I'm pretty sure both of them will get up there. What's kind of unique about that course, Brian? Because I know your kids played it, I, I think, what was it, two years ago uh, as part of the I believe postseason? conference was there two years ago, yeah. yes. And then we, we went up there earlier this year uh, and, and played played around uh, on our way to, we were on our way to Galesburg, which got rained out, but uh, um we played up there, and it, it's it's a fun course. It's not very long, um, but I think it, it's unique in the fact that it's unlike any course uh, outside maybe a Gibson Woods um, that we've played uh, all year long in that it's not a bomb it and chase a course. It's more of a shot maker's course. There's several par fours that you're not hitting driver off of, and that, that's going to be different because, I, I, I mean, even from when I played in high school 20 years ago to now, it's, it's a different game to where with technology and everything, these kids just bomb it and chase it. So it's going to be a, a different different game, and I think that makes it tough when you're forced to hit a certain shot as opposed to just you know hit the driver as hard as you can and go find it. That being said, you might have the best wedge striker in the entire state, Alex McCullough, and his his putter is suddenly hot, and he's the defending state runner-up. And and to see what he did earlier this week at the regional, uh, that kind of fuels everything, doesn't it? And I, I think your guys kind of feed off that. Oh, I agree. I agree. I mean, they, they, these boys, you know, they they most of them are seniors. You know, Alex is a junior, um, and they 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 want it bad, and they're. One one thing uh, you can't uh, coach or teach is work ethic, and boy, they have it. I mean, they're they're when I think they're ready to go home in the evening, they're still wanting to keep putting and chipping, and I'm having to you know tell my wife I'm going to be late kind of deal. So <laughs> I like the the fact that uh, that they they want it badly, and you know they were close last year. I think they thought that uh, you know based on their season, they had a stronger regular season last year with more wins and everything, but then. With the weather and everything, it was kind of a unique situation there at state last year, and they, you know, only missed out by three shots. We're third place; we're only three shots out of first. So, I think they're they've got some unfinished business in their in their minds to to get back there and and uh, get the big one this year. Well, congratulations, Brian, on your efforts so far and your your young gentleman's efforts so far, and we'll hope for no snow anywhere along the postseason path this year. And, and we'll see you up there on Monday at the Macomb Country Club. All right, thank you much. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the big win for the Clark County Indian football team last night in the flower city of Palmyra. Getting you ready for a full weekend of sports, it's the Saturday Morning Ticket, brought to you by Sleep Tight at 4535 Broadway in Quincy. Here's Chris. And welcome back to the ticket, everybody. On the phones with us now from Cahoka, Missouri, Ethan Allen, the head coach of the victorious Clark County Indians, who really put together a nice effort last night at Palmyra in a 38-24 victory. Though I'm not going to lie to you, Ethan, I thought over the first three possessions of that game, your first offensive possession where you got stopped last night, and then Palmyra came out and ran some really nice play-action stuff, I thought maybe momentum early was going to swing the other way against you. Your kids really kind of steeled their jaws last 
last night and kind of bowed their necks and, and found a way to turn momentum back in their favor. That's going to make you abundantly proud. Yeah, I, I was really impressed with that out of our guys. Um, I thought that, you know, there was never any point where there was any doubt. You know, they, they stayed the course. They stayed focused on what we wanted to do game plan-wise. And you know, I thought we executed well and, and were able to fight through some really difficult situations like you talked about there at the beginning of the game. You know, when we came over to the sideline after that first score, our guys were like, hey, let's go do it back. And, you know, we ended up punting again, uh, but got the, got the fumble on the punt and were able to go and score. So, yeah, I was super proud of how we just stayed focused, never flinched, and, and kept playing our game. I was wholly impressed with the quarterback play last night. And we know these were two young guys who had a lot to prove to the world coming into the season. Uh, Sam Wheeler, your guy, Quarter Lenbauer, Palmyra's guy last night, both were just excellent. Uh, those are two kids who've really risen to the occasion and, and really are starting to turn some heads. And I know as a former quarterback yourself, that's fun to see. Yeah, it was definitely fun uh, for Sam to play as good as he did last night. It's definitely his best performance of the year. He's he's gotten better gradually, and, and I thought he took a huge step forward last night, not only in his play, his leadership ability, and, and making sure we were in the right spot, doing the right things, and you know getting guys uh, you know focused on whatever play we were running. Yeah, quarter looked he looked really really good too. I know uh, you know Coach Miles puts a lot of pressure on him to make reads and stuff like we do with Sam and. Yeah, it was definitely a quarterback battle last night. I thought both those guys played really well. It was fun to see. It's fun to coach against when you got somebody like that, too. you got to be on your A game when you're game planning. So, uh, yeah, I was, I was super impressed with both guys last night. You have two great running backs, and I think everybody knows that, and Spencer Gregory and Caleb Lapsley. Does enough get said about your offensive line? Because I thought last night, given Palmyra's mobility and their ability to kind of range across the field, your kids did a fantastic job just catching pieces of kids that are, are really tough to catch pieces of. Uh, you showed some athleticism up front that I think really turned some heads as well. Yeah, I thought our front, you know, our front, we basically we played eight guys up there. Um, and I thought all those guys played really sound for us, played great. Like you said, if it was just getting a piece of somebody, when you've got guys like Caleb and Spencer, you know, that's that's something that they, they really focus on. If they just make that little that little block that, you know, those guys can make a big play. And they definitely did that last night. They made us look good up front, but we played really good up front. I was impressed with our O-line play. I thought Chase Norton really stepped up and played a big game for us last night. Jaden Bethel um, at center has been really, really solid. Uh, Tanner Elam actually got hurt and went out last night. We rotated a couple guys, uh, Tristan Shores and, and Eric Day. I thought those guys were really, really good for us when they were in the game. Uh, you know, gave us kind of a spark up there that we needed. I thought, um, you know, how we, how we blocked to the edge was phenomenal. I mean, our guards were, were flying around and making blocks downfield and, and, uh, on one of the touchdowns, Chase Norton is about 15 yards down the field and makes a block on a safety for Caleb to take one. So, uh, yeah, I, I think our front, our front, I'll say five, but there's there's eight of those guys that are rotating up there. I, I think they're playing really, really good for us right now. They've gotten tremendously better from, you know, the beginning of the year, which that's uh, kind of expected. Um, but, uh, yeah, super impressed with how they play because, I mean, Tom Myers got some, some great kids up front. They're big. They can move. Uh, we, we talked about that this week, and, and I thought our guys rose to the occasion and played well. So post-Centralia, which basically came down to one bad play for you and, and cost you a chance to win that, how important was getting a hostile environment win against such a quality opponent like Palmyra last night? How does that kind of spin it forward for you? Because I think that is a big step for your kids. Yeah, it definitely was a big step. You know, but a lot of our guys have played in some really, really big games and some situations like that. Uh, you know, I, I love playing at Palmyra. If we're not playing at home, I think it's probably – 
close to close second right there with with other places. But I I think it's a fun place to go play. Our kids embrace it. Our crowd embraces it. Um, yeah, it's a it's a it's good to see us come out and play the way we did in, in a in a really tough environment. You know, crowds into the game. You got people right there on the field. It's it's um it's fun to play there. Like I said, and and I thought our guys did a really good job of staying focused. You know, we never let that bother us at all. And uh, you know, we're able to come out with the victory. Well, that was a big step, obviously, towards the district and, and what you want to accomplish. But it was only a step because you've got another big one at home against the Monroe City team that for a half last night had Helias, the number seven team in Class 4, on the ropes. Uh, you know, it doesn't get any easier. Oh, they're a scrappy team. They always are. They're, they're well coached. And what they do, they're very, very sound in. Um, you know, obviously we're going to have to key on Keenan Bethel, um, a phenomenal player. Uh, but they've got, a, they've got other pieces to go around him too, just like always. They've got, you know, some speed guys, and I think that they're pretty sound at the quarterback position. Um, you know, I know up front they're going to be scrappy. They're, they're, they're guards. They pull a lot and, and do a lot of things with those guys. So we're going to have to be ready to, uh, you know, fight off blocks and make plays. I didn't think we tackled tremendous last night, not like we did two weeks ago. Uh, so that's something that this week in practice we're going to have to really hone in on because if we don't tack, you know, attack and tackle Keenan, you know, with the first couple of guys, he's going to go off. And, and uh, you know, he did that to us last year in the conference game. So we're going to have to, to try to limit him in ways that, you know, that he doesn't, <clears throat> excuse me, doesn't, uh, you know, put up a ton of rushing yards like he has in the past. And I know, you know, Coach Plunge will have a great game plan and, and be ready to, uh, to, you know, try to stop him in any way that we can. It's the dumbest softball question in the world, Ethan, but I got to ask it to you anyway. This, this slate that you guys play, which, you know, includes crossing over into Illinois for a West Hancock team that has traditionally been very strong. This slate that you play, and obviously the success you've had the, the last two postseasons speaks for itself, but this is really about as good a primer as there could be with a regular season schedule. And we saw that again last night, and we'll see it again this week. I mean, you get a wonderful test, a playoff level test almost every week. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, we talk about that with our guys. That we, we've got to take care of business through the week so that we learn how to play in the postseason. Um, you know, obviously a big win last night to, to make sure we're where we need to be in district standings was huge. Um, but, yeah, it's a, it's a grind every week. Um, there's no gimmies where you have to show up and play our best football. And, uh, you know, we may not be playing our best right now, but we want to work to be playing our best week 10 and on. Um, we've been fortunate to be able to do that the last couple of years, and hopefully we can continue that. I know if we keep taking strides like we are, I think we're going to be all right. Um, but, you know, a lot of that is, is on our guys. Success breeds success, and those guys know how to you know, to go about our business, and they're, they're focused through the week in practice. Uh, you know, Monday is our game plan week and, and our scouting report, and those guys do a great job at that. You know, we get into Tuesday and Wednesday, and they know in certain situations what we're going to call. They already line up. They already know what's going on because of their focus and, uh, you know, the, the senior class that we have, those guys have played, you know, basically since they were sophomores, a lot of them. And, uh, you know, they, they know what, what it's about and know how to, you know, get the younger guys where they need to be and, and focus on what we need to do. So that's, uh, that's pretty fun to be a coach and, and have that. I know we're, we're kind of developing some younger guys like that this year, too. So um, it's exciting. It's fun. Uh, hopefully we can keep doing what we've been doing. Well, fantastic job to you last night on the win and to your kids and to your football mothers, one of whom I heard yelling for everybody to fill their lanes covering punts last night. You're really coaching up everybody at this point, Ethan. So congratulations to the Clark County Indians. Best of luck to you, and we'll see you again this next week. I'm looking forward to back-to-back weeks of seeing you up at your place against Monroe City.
Hey, appreciate you having me this morning. Thanks. Always a pleasure. And coming up next week on The Morning Ticket, I think we'll probably be talking about that big uh, showdown, obviously, next week between Clark County and Monroe City and as well the North Shelby showdown as we really get a measure against a team that has a chance to win a state championship. We'll see how close to that North Shelby is next week. So obviously huge things shaping up. We'll also have state golf next week to contend with. We hope with a bunch of teams both on the boys' and girls' side, and if you missed it this week, both the Macomb girls who won by 76 strokes in their regional, and the Quincy High girls, who three-peated as regional champs, have some nice momentum going as well. Maybe we'll get Lindsey Burry on us with, with us next week if everything goes according to plans for Quincy High School as well. That's it for me. Thanks for getting up early with us on the morning ticket. We'll see you right back here next Saturday at 8 a.m. Time has run out. You're invited to join us again next week for another edition of the Saturday Morning Ticket, brought to you by Sleep Tight at 4535 Broadway in Quincy.